As always, this is Tony, and with me today are the following players. Hi, this is Bethany, and I'm playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm playing Nissa Turin, the gnome arcane trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliff, the human rogue fighter. Next week will be Rumble Squad Episode 2-7. Join us now for Sharpen Quill Episode 14. I can see into his heart. Last time, the party enjoyed some downtime aboard the Galu as they relax, dueled, and even juggled a bit in order to just enjoy sailing across the Helimian skies. This peaceful environment, however, was interrupted by a Githyanki raiding party that assaulted the ship, but was held off thanks to the efforts of Sharp and Quill and the Salonan guards, the remaining Githyanki raiders escaping back to their home on the astral plane. The party are left with a single Githyanki prisoner. While he's holding, I guess I'll turn to the captain and say, uh, I can save uh, three of your men who are dead, but tell me who right now. He will point towards uh, two that were on the bow by the gun and one that was uh, near Akiva when Akiva went nuclear <laughs> with his powers. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go and will them back to life. <laughs> so, of course, no one's seen Belinda do this before, but you see her run up. You have to touch them. Basically, she puts a hand on each of them, and you see them suddenly just go from, like, still to... <laughs> a little bit of blood kind of comes from Belinda's ear. Goes to the next one. A little more from her nose. For the third one, like a tear from her eye from blood. And she wipes it all away. So I'm going to uh, basically just chat out. I'm going to take a second to uh, summon my familiar and just kind of recover a little bit. Don't shoot my pseudo-dragon. You see the captain still focused on the telekinetic hold at this point. So then I will bamf in Lazarus. Hey, buddy. And then I will... I'm gonna take a short rest. And I'm gonna drink a healing potion, because I am hurting. I mean, it, yeah, I was about to say, I really can't heal you too much more with that. I've got a couple charges left. That's fine. This just having having Lazarus out means I get my full dice. Um, you do see the remaining crew is putting out the remaining fires. Caused by the fireball? Yeah, and I guess we'll help uh, secure the Githyanki for future questioning once we've all rested and recovered. You do see uh, the crew members that were by him finish binding him as he was telekinetically held by the captain. And then he releases his hold on him. Well, let's get everything situated, rest up, and see where we're going with this. As the Githyanki is being escorted down below. I can assist with interrogation. He kind of like looks you up and down. I'm sure you can. A wink at him. So, that final remaining Githyanki warrior is being telekinetically brought down below deck and put into the brig. You guys are all gathered around with Captain Faroon gone, as you guys are all kind of taking a few minutes to recover from this quite sudden and vicious encounter. So, on the deck of the ship, in this star-filled sky, how is everybody doing? I'm staring off into space, over the edge of the ship, where I kicked someone off. I don't know what he would be doing right now to help. Basically, lending a hand, I guess. Probably checking out his boy's grave. Yeah. 
Uh, this is this is gonna have the conversation. <laughs> we'll join, but you guys should start it because that's the best possible version. I will say, Nissa, you notice they do gather all of the Githyanki bodies towards the uh, bow of the ship as they're all just seeing to make sure like everybody that's there to make sure everything's accounted for. So you say Nissa can't check their pockets? You can. The crew might ask for some of the loot though that you find. That's fair. So that will take you some time to go through all their stuff. Akiva, you had a chance to recover a bit after being blasted with a fireball as well. I see Scriv over there kind of looking off in the distance. Can I try and get a read on how he's feeling emotionally? I would like to insight him using my newfound 300 years of wisdom. Roll an insight check. Scriv, are you trying to hide how you're feeling? Yes, because I don't want to attract attention from, well, the crew of the ship. Roll deception then. Nat 20, so 23. 15. That's actually not a bad stoic Scriv look, though. It's not. Most people would just notice, like, okay, just he's staring off after an intense battle, just percolating. It fools the crew. Yeah, the crew are going about their business and checking up on things. Uh, You actually get a kind of a little pat on the shoulder from Captain Gown as he's moving about. Nod stoically. Akiva, however, sees through the false stoic exterior. I killed someone. Is this bad? Am I bad? Is it because I can speak Darakul? Is my soul now forfeit? What's going on? Why was it so easy? That's that's what I that's what I read from him. I could see into his heart. Yes, yes. I'm gonna walk up to him, kinda clasp a hand on his back. Hey champ, tough day? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, they kind of came out of nowhere and started killing people. Yeah, it is the bandit life. The, the, the pirate life, or so I've heard. I see you're struggling with something there, buddy. I turned to Akiva. Akiva, I killed two of those good Yankee. I kicked them off the ship. Yeah, you did what you had to do in order to survive and to keep other people safe. But, Akiva, it was easy. It was just so easy in the moment to just... That's how it goes. It's not always just a wrestle-with-it sort of situation. Sometimes it just happens. But... I mean, it's something you're going to have to live with, and it's something you can't let weigh you down. Otherwise, if you are contemplating it the next time, you could be the one over the side of the ship. So it's like the Grandmaster said. Exactly. Some people you can't talk with. Yeah. So, Belinda, you, with your passive insight, do realize that's an issue for Scriv. Uh, Nissa, you would have had the time by about this point, like you've collected and categorized all the various uh, weapons. They all have armor, and they have... In total, amongst them, 30 gold pieces. Oh, they're all silvered greatswords. Ooh, silvered. Oh, and in case Akiva is interested, all of them were wearing half plate. (gasps) I will take a set. I don't know if I'm going to put it on right away, but I will take a set. You guys can take some and convert and however you want to do it, but we can decide that in a minute. Okay. How are we doing? Coming to terms with murder or self-defense, killing. I mean, it depends on how you define murder. But in this case, I think killing someone who was going to kill you or allies is not murder. Because as you saw, there was no talking to them. No, I'm pretty sure they were here to raid, kill all of us and take the ship. I mean, it's just kind of putting it in a box. It's something that I had to do. Otherwise, we would have died. Well, yes, it's still a choice. It's always a choice. (laughs) Given the choice between 
not doing it and dying or doing it and keeping everyone else alive. That's not much of a choice. Well, we do still live with the choices we make, even if, you know, we're trying to do our best. I mean, I've made the same choice many times. I think all of us have. So you're just joining the rest of us and making hard choices. Is it always that easy? Just just ending a life like that? Like, I understand that back when the Shadow Wolves were attacking us, you guys just jumped at it. I hesitated. Well, that was self-defense. Same as here. Yeah, self-defense is easy. Sometimes it's going to be a little harder, though. Yeah, sometimes it's not going to be self-defense. You're going to have to act first. That's going to be harder. I mean, sometimes you have to make a preemptive strike. Yeah, then blame it on some guards. What? We haven't really shared that. (laughs) Shared what? You remember when we were infiltrating the Tenebris cult? Yeah, and you guys were going to do the whole joining the cult thing. Which we did extremely well. I'm still quite proud of our accomplishment. You guys did really well at, you know, finding a hidden room and acquiring the artifacts, which we trusted you to do. And our teamwork was more um, in doubling down, which I think we did share, and in um, and in murdering someone. You mean defending yourselves? From- I don't think it counts as defending ourselves if we initiated it, which we definitely did. However, I feel it was still morally the right choice. Oh, absolutely. We did ambush Wolf Hunter with an intention to kill her. And then we did uh, kill her. To be fair, she did have Aaron captured right there, so... It was, uh, it was a little bit, it's a little bit of a gray area, but it was definitely initiated by us. Uh, we followed through very heavily, though. It didn't feel like a gray area to me. It felt pretty black and white, but it was a more complex choice where we had to weigh the risks of letting her continue to live. Oh, I didn't mean morally gray area. I meant more. It was a gray area on whether or not it was self-defense or not. (laughs) Oh, it definitely wasn't (laughs) self-defense. But then there are times where we let the bad guy go, like with Kindral. Yeah. So sometimes it's easy, you know? You're being attacked. Your friends are being attacked. You defend yourself. And that's what you just experienced. That's uh, that's how it usually starts. But sometimes we may need to end a life to stop further damage from being done. Yeah, and we might not always agree. Akiva and I agreed in that moment with Wolf Hunter, but I don't know. So Dis, I know you had to make that decision on your own. I'm sure it's often been self-defense. Yeah, quite a lot of the time, especially living in Orenthal. A lot of the time, like I said before, it's kill or be killed. Do you think the Shadow Wolves are going to have you murder someone? That's not really their style. Okay. They're not assassins, Gilded. As far as we know. I mean, as far as Wolf Hunter's concerned, my friend came out of that alive, so I don't have an issue with it. And, like, you guys know that Sedan died. I was the one that felt the killing blow, because he had someone I cared about there. He was using them to get to me, and I'm not a fan of that, so he died by my hand, and I'm I'm okay with that. I think that was right. Yeah. And it's not like we're telling you to go out and just kill people without feeling anything at all. It's more, at least remember the reasons. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me and hear me out at least. You're probably going to be continuing to unpack this. Also, if it was this easy for you, it's this easy for everyone. It's this easy for my dad too, probably. I'm sure he's made some tough choices that he has not shared with you. Yeah, I'm getting that. You would know if he's killed anyone, right, Belinda? If I did, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. A simple denial would have been easier, which means that, yeah, he's probably killed. Or maybe I'm not allowed to deny it either. We're going to need to track him down. 
Okay. Yeah. Good. There's some answers you're going to need to get directly from your father. Maybe after the business trip. Yeah. There's also a chance he won't tell you what you want to know. I really want to have faith that my parents want to be honest with me. I'm really hoping that. Being honest is a little overrated in certain lines of work. I'm sure Nissa could tell you that. Oh, yeah. But hopefully you'll get the clarity you need. Hopefully. In any case, though. We should probably go see if they're getting ready to talk to the gith that we captured. Actually, Captain Farron would eventually, like, you notice him kind of pausing away from you guys, like allowing you your privacy, because you definitely seem like this is a private conversation. If you look over in his direction, he just goes, Oh, I'm looking to see if you have, you know, any interest in going to talk to our prisoner. Considering your skill sets, I think it could be very useful. I, uh, um... Scriv said he wants to help repair the ship in any way he can. Oh, and he'll immediately point to one of his crew. Go talk to to him over there. Sure. And I throw a thankful glance over to Akiva and run off to go help. Not at him. I would very much like to assist with that. Or lead. Whichever is more comfortable for you. Oh, feel free to lead if you have the skill set for it. I'd love to watch. You'll find we're very effective at extracting information. I'll assist. So you guys follow Captain Farron below deck, uh, where you go into the brig of the ship, which is a very small area as uh, there's three levels to the ship. You guys have mainly been on the second level and the top level. The bottom level primarily has uh, various crates and cargo, but all the way to the bow of the ship, there is a a secluded area where they have a very solid wooden door that has bars of metal across it. As you come up, you see through these slats where uh, you would have a window just open, you can look inside and see the Githyanki, his hands bound behind him, seated on a just strip of wood that is uh, across one wall. Like a bench? Yep. Captain Farron then takes a moment, pulls out some keys, unlocks the door, and opens it. Githyanki looks up as you all enter the very small room. The captain then closes the door behind him, and you see him wave his hand, and you hear a lock. And there are two guards uh, that followed you down as well, that are standing outside. Well, I hope you're ready to talk. Do we know what language they speak? You know Githyanki have their own language. Do you speak common? That would be the easy way. Kind of looks off to the side, but you get the impression, yes, he does. He understood you. We're here to provide an alternative to other unsavory means of extracting information from you. You can try. I will not talk. We just want to know a few things. Primarily, I just want to confirm our current working theory as to why you attacked us randomly out of nowhere. Is it just general piracy? Piracy. Is it just general piracy? He just stays tight-lipped. Listen, we're trying really hard not to force you to go through what is probably going to be a lot of pain. We're the good option here. We could always let the captain do what he needs. Or, I mean, trust me, and then I'm going to lower my mask... And I'm going to cast Cause Fear and try and intimidate him. You don't want to get on our bad side. As you intimidate him and release the spell Fear, he scrambles up onto the bench and scurries to the farthest corner that he can to get and just stay away from me. So just try to remember, there's always a worse option. So we just want to confirm that Uh, you are pirates. You are here to take the ship and we were in the way. Is that correct? We need your your vessel for our army. What is your army fighting? 
looks over at Akiva. We are always fighting. Our Gisrai brothers, our uh, illithid old masters. <laughs> and then suddenly kind of relaxes. Oh, he shook it. He literally saves every six seconds. Who else are you fighting? Roll intimidation. 11. We are always fighting. We fight whoever we feel to fight. Any weaker than us to prove our worth. You defeated my soldier brethren. You are more worthy than them. And you. He just stares over at the captain. We chose to let you live so we could talk to you. Dishonor to me. I should die in battle. Really? Does that seem super wasteful? It is our way. I mean, but can't you control the story you tell about this later? Belinda, you just notice Nissa's dagger is moving out of her sheath on its own. <gasps> and you catch his hand, his finger is pointed towards her. Nissa, your blade! Wait, what? <laughs> Roll dex. 17. This slips out of your pocket, it starts to rise up, and Nissa, you just reach around. There's a brief moment, you feel like something familiar, like a spectral hand is there, but you pass and catch the blade. And you recognize this as a mage hand spell, but you don't see it. It's invisible like yours is. That was a very, very poor choice. I'll grab the dagger, but I'm holding it out still. I'm not putting it away. Nice trick. You're not the only one who can do that. And then I'm going to float my dagger over towards him, but not close. You're going to cast suggestion? Yeah. All right. So what are you saying in this suggestion? I suggest you answer her questions fully. He kind of gets a glazed look for a second. What questions? Who else are you fighting? You said the Githsarai, the Illithids? It is our way to hunt the Illithid. They imprisoned us and gave us our psychic powers. It sounded like there was a third group you were fighting that you were going to list before you decided not to. Demons are pounding on the gates of the abyss. We do not know what has riled them up. When did this start? It has been growing in intensity over the past few months. There was a bit of quiet several weeks back. But it's returned? It is starting again. How do they get to your plane? Our plane is between all of the planes. The Astral Sea, connected to each one. It is a timeless plane. We gather what we need there and go where we wish. And you came all the way here to the material plane to steal an airship? Risking an airship? Our Gish would not allow our airship to be captured. We would succeed or retreat to fight again. Is this the only time you interact with the material plane for raids? You see, he seems to like, actively want to resist this and cannot. We have outposts on the plane. Where? Dangerous place now. Portal. Where's this portal? Heavy forested area. Many beasts. More vicious now, but good training grounds for our young. The Rigorum? I do not know this Rigorum. There are draconic creatures here. Tony, do we know where this is? Roll a history check. 11. Natural 20, so 21. <laughs> Six. Uh, Belinda and Nissa, you're not 100% sure. Akiva, though, you've heard stories of the Wildlands that Valens mentioned. 
He and the Red Men occasionally made excursions out there, but never deep in. And there's rumor that there are still, of the few dragons left in the world, some may reside there. I'll just kind of give the signal for the telepathic circuits to open. Speaking telepathically. Phelan had mentioned him and the Red Men had made excursions to the Wildlands, but never too far, as it was rumored that there were still some draconic leftovers. Okay, good to know. So the Wildlands... And apparently they're training, I guess, their outposts. That's wonderful. Great news. Thank you for sharing that. We don't know if the training outposts are still there. We assume the Gizrai have eliminated it. They've been here on the material plane, destroying your outposts? They fight us back so that we cannot accomplish our goals. And your goals are to eliminate them? Our goals are to be strong. To conquer, establish our empire. Across the plains. A truly timeless, limitless empire. Couldn't you just agree that fighting demons is worthwhile if they're a major threat right now? We can handle the demons on our own. Sounds like you weren't. You had some trouble with some deckhands and then four rowdy children. (laughs) I am not in night. I am... Working towards it. In addition, just because you all seem to be so strong and able to detect any flaws in your inner workings, have you ever encountered anybody, any demons that have infiltrated your ranks? Roll persuasion. 20. There was one survived and chased out through the portal to your plane, acquired much in our defenses. We attempted to pursue, but our scouting party did not return. What kind of demon was it? Incubus. Shapeshifter. That's very useful to know. We should be on alert for a incubus. Incubus who might, you know, infiltrate. Perhaps he's trapped on your plane. I would say that's accurate. Yes, that does sound like he would be trapped on our plane. What are you doing to to make that happen. Yeah, we're not really here to reveal anything to you. But you've been so helpful. Your planar defenses have grown stronger. I am curious as to how that is. As are our gish. So your raiding party, though unsuccessful, did kill some people, and we would like to not see them return. How do you open portals to get here? He glares at you, Nyssa, as he starts to open his mouth again. It is... Psychic technology we stole from the Illithid. You use psychic energy to force some sort of portal to the material plane? Similar to a spell, I believe, called Plane Shift, but stored in psionic crystals. Crystals? Yes, certain crystals we found in the astral sea there are crystals from the astral sea that you store psychic energy in and then you release that psychic energy to plane shift to the material plane it allows our gish to harness their plane shift energy to encompass the ship how long have you had this technology decades in your time and you just use it for this to travel the planes yeah for raids and such it seems so small to acquire what we need to grow our forces and our technology. 
Are there not a lot of other resources in the Astral Sea? We are the resource in the Astral Sea. How often do you do these raiding parties? We look into the plane to find useful resources in different planes. Then when we find one, we attack. Takes weeks to months of your time. How big is your army? It's sounding like it's not as grand as it first seemed. We are one of thousands and thousands. And yet you can't hold back some demons. We can, and we have. The one that was able to infiltrate you begs to differ. One demon. That you know of. There is no more. The Gish have confirmed it. And they're all knowing? The Gish use both the mind and the art. Their psionic powers. Not just their psionic powers. Magic. Arcane. Psionic and arcane powers combined. They are not a force to be reckoned with. Okay, another question. Who do you worship? Is there a deity? The deities are pointless beings of great power. We respect their power, but we do not worship the deities. You just worship yourselves? We will achieve the greatness we need on our own. Which is this, you know, vast empire that you feel is inevitable? You should come to the Astral Sea. See our empire for yourself. It doesn't sound like we would be welcomed there. I don't think you take tourists. We take any who are useful to us. Yeah, I'm already employed elsewhere. Thank you, though. So if you guys kind of wrap it up, Captain Farron will go, Don't worry. This one is going to go away for a long time. Once we just drop him off at Helimian, we'll put him in a hole so deep he won't get out. You're going to go away forever. And this he'll turn the, open the door and start to walk out and gesture for you all to follow him. Okay. We, I say, we, of course, we'll share everything with Scrib one, maybe the next day when he's ready to talk about okay. it. Because I know he, he'd be interested in the history and the fact that there's like these psionic storing crystals in the Astral Sea seems pretty cool. For now, Scrib is happy just talking with the Sky Pirates about their life, their history, their customs, and picking up sailor lingo. They're not pirates. They don't pillage. They're legitimate businessmen. They're Actually, these are uh, just sailors. Sky sailors, then. Are we arriving today? You're arriving. It's night. You're arriving the next day. Okay, cool. Get a long rest. So on that note, you guys will all be able to get a long rest, and you know you arrive at Helimian the next day. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules as Written, or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to our DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. If you want to support us, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Thank you for joining us on our adventures. If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our player's to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. 
This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, -heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. So we want to give a special shout out to our Adventure Tier and Above patrons. So thank you Waldron, Carol Morris, William McCracken, Ryan Rea Vermet, Mike C, Naked and Afraid, Feral Joe, Jeremy Kleinons, and a Linux fan. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Christopher Reinhardt for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw.